God's blessings to you. It is episode four of the TLC show and episode 59 of the J.R. Hef show. Yep, I am indeed simulcasting this podcast this evening. I wanted to give my regular listeners on the J.R. Hef show an idea as to kind of the things that I do outside of all of the public policy stuff. And quite frankly, um, you know, there is nothing more important to me than my faith. My faith is what makes me the policy podcaster that I am. And so I thought maybe sharing this conversation that I have with my pastor, Pastor Jonathan Moraz of Trinity Lutheran Church, might be fun and interesting. We talk about all sorts of good stuff at this time of the church year. It is the end of the church year and also the beginning of the new church year. And so we discuss what that means. So it's kind of a conversation about endings and beginnings. Uh, And as we approach this Advent season, we talk about what that is, what it means. And there is some public policy in the conversation as well. There's a discussion about consumer sentiment, the report that was given by Roanoke College and Dr. Alice Louise Cassens. So we bring consumer spending into the conversation. So when we discuss consumer spending, we're interested in trying to find out what should we really be spending our resources on this Advent season as we prepare for Christmas. So lots of good stuff. I hope you enjoy it. Don't forget to like, review, and subscribe to the podcast, uh, whether you're listening to this on the tlcshow.podbean.com or if you're listening to jrheft.com, please uh, subscribe to the program uh, and also share. We really appreciate your support. Thank you very much. So let's get started with Pastor Jonathan Mraz and the TLC Show. Pastor Mraz, it's a joy to be with you for episode four of, uh, of the TLC show. Good to be here. So we're going to talk about endings, beginnings, uh, a little bit about spending and what we spend uh, money and time on. Okay. Um, and so this should be, should be kind of fun. But, you know, so before we, we get into it, I guess I should say to you, Happy New Year. It is a new year. Absolutely. And, uh, some people are going to look at the calendar and go... Does what look are like you a talking new year? about? That's right. But it is a new year. This Sunday we start Advent, which is the beginning of the church year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Advent, a season of uh, anticipation and uh, a word that means coming. Oh, okay. And so we're looking forward to our celebration of the Lord's first coming. Yep, I guess if, if you uh, if you know your Latin and you remember, I guess what it was a Julius Caesar's famous quote: "Vini, vidi, vici." Vini, vidi, vici. I yeah. came, I saw, uh, I conquered. You know, conquered. Um, but uh, Advent, ad being towards, uh, and venio um, yes. is to come. You know, so yep. there you go. There's your there's your, your Latin lesson, folks, for the, day. Uh, <laughs> for the day as to where Advent comes from. Um, but I guess before starting to talk about the new church here, let's talk about what you preached on last Sunday, which okay. was the end of 
the church here, and quite frankly, the end of days. Yes. Um, a lot of people kind of get frightened by that, and, and quite frankly, there's quite a cottage industry that has been developed yeah. around it, playing on people's fears. Works on people's fears and mm -hmm. try to, uh, unfortunately, quite often, just looking for monetary gain. But uh, So what's the know, truth? The what's... end times, uh, it's, a, it's a real thing. You know, there was a beginning in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. And a beginning implies an ending. The Lord tells us there will be an ending. There will be a last day, a day when he will return in his full glory. And as we confess in our creeds, uh, judge yeah. the living and the dead. Uh, some people do fear that. I mean... We know who we are. We know what we've done. We know all the things, not just that other people see, but the things that we've done in private, et cetera, mm. et cetera. And so we know we're not perfect. And we're afraid when the judge comes, he's going to find us guilty of those things. But uh, thanks be to God for Christians and those who put their faith in Christ. Um, we don't fear the Lord's coming. In fact, we long for it. We look forward to it. We, Lord, come quickly, mm. you know, um, because we know what the judge is going to tell us. Um, we have done things that make us guilty. Uh, God, in his mercy, knows this and took care of those things through his son, Jesus. So, Jesus comes, this incarnation that we're going to celebrate again in a few weeks, uh, comes strictly for the purpose of dying. Mm. Uh, the wages of sin is death. And he comes to take the death that we have earned by our sin. And uh, in exchange for it, and I've said this before, God's the worst business deal maker ever mm. because he took all our sin and he gave us his perfection, his perfect life lived in our behalf so that when we stand before the court on the last day God just sees that perfection of Jesus for those who have put their faith in him yeah. and uh, so we look forward to that because what that means is we get to spend eternity with him in heaven and heaven is you know, I always say it's less of a place as it is just a relationship. Because when you're with the Lord in his full glory, in a place where there's no suffering, pain, or death, that's heaven. Well, there's certainly <laughs> something to look forward to in that, and certainly something as we go through the season of Advent, knowing that it's Christ's birth, that eventually we are leading up to, to celebrate this, you know, being saved by him. Exactly. Um, you know, that, that, that you can see how all these things, obviously, they, they connect with one another. There's a lot of skeptics, though. When, when they read things in the Bible, they try to pick things out and, and right. try to say, well, that, that thing didn't happen or that thing is wrong. And so, you know, that means that the whole whole book 
is right. fallacy. And one of the readings that we had uh, for this particular Sunday came um, from the Gospel according to Mark. And it said in verse 30, uh, Mark chapter 13, verse 30, Jesus says, Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. When someone hears the word generation, mm-hmm. they typically are thinking, okay, this is going to be like 20 years. And I think a lot of the apostles, even the disciples, oh, sure. thought that, okay, this is going to happen After like, Jesus' now. ascension, they were <laughs> looking pretty quickly for the end of the world to come. So, so how do you address perhaps a skeptic who would say, "Well, that that never happened," and so it's yeah. you know they they killed a man, um, and the world didn't come to an end. Right. You know, there's a number of things these uh, Jewish people that had uh, questioned the coming, and, and the uh, the disciples asked, "When is the end coming?" Uh, Jesus gives them a number of signs. Uh, you know, the sun will be dark and the moon will not give its light. Uh, but he's speaking about, in kind of symbolic terms, um, what he's saying is that the generation, uh, generation can be also understood, uh, this group, this family, that kind of stuff. Um, and there were some things that took place in those people's lifetime that were part of the signs that the end would come. For instance, in 70 AD, destruction of the temple, mm. they saw this chaos and and just horrible destruction that happened, the ruin. Um, and at that time, many thought, well, this is it. Yeah. Now we're starting. But uh, when the Lord's talking about generation here, it's not just them, but it's the ongoing uh, the generation of humanity, the whole human family, that, uh, you know, the things that are happening, that were happening then, are happening now. We haven't invented any new sins or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when that generation or this humanity will still be here when the end comes. I see. And so, you know, on that last day, that that boom, here it is, moment, um, that would be when the old generation would pass away. Gotcha. Uh, and, and the new starts. The new heaven and the new earth. So let's talk about that newness, and let's talk about um, what we are getting ready to celebrate uh, here over the next few weeks, um, yeah. specifically logistically for folks who are interested. Advent is a four-week four season, four Sundays, um, beginning this Sunday, uh, December, December 2nd. December 2nd. Um, and then also we celebrate midweek on December 5th, 12th, and 19th which is a Wednesday at 7 p.m. Yeah, we're um, offering midweek Wednesday um, evening midweek services. Advent services. What we, we, You mentioned before in terms of the preparation and thought process, what should we be thinking about during the time of Advent? Sure. What, what is it? Sure. Now, uh, of course, we're anticipating the joy, the celebration of the birth of Christ. Uh, but that season of Advent 
is a reflective. It's meant to be a reflective season, a season to, for self-examination, a season for repentance. I mean, it's great to celebrate a baby's birth, any baby. Um, my wife and I are currently on a grandbaby tour. Hmm. We're having one about every four months, so <laughs> <laughs> which is wonderful. But uh, why, you know, what is there to reflect upon? Reflect upon this particular baby. Why was this baby born? Well, Jesus, his name literally means the Lord saves, right? Mm. Savior. Who needs a Savior? Someone who has gotten themselves in a position that they cannot save themselves. Right. And that describes every single one of us. And so Advent is a time when you can... Uh, and, and I would encourage you to do so, to reflect and examine yourself and say, um, the recognition that you need a Savior is the first step in connecting yourself to Him. And, uh, you know, I don't want to just say, you know, the, the Spirit does this, but the Spirit will guide you uh, according to your needs, help you to, uh, you know, acknowledge uh, there's a certain repentance, contrition, that says, I need a Savior. I need somebody that can do this outside myself because I'm just not capable of it. Well, it started almost right after Halloween, but <laughs> traditionally, uh, how people begin to prepare secularly for <laughs> Christmas um, begins on Black Friday, yes. not to be misconstrued or misinterpreted with Good Friday, okay, right. very two very, very different things, um, but Black Friday and then Cyber Monday, and now I guess we kind of felt a little bit bad about ourselves and our consumerism, we threw in Giving, giving Tuesday, right. Um, right. but there's a lot of uh, money being spent, and a recent Roanoke College poll on consumer sentiment came, came out uh, by um, Dr. Alice Louise Cassens uh, and the Institute for Public Opinion Research. They looked at how Virginians are going to be spending money, and it seems mm -hmm. that people are feeling pretty good about themselves, um, yeah. about their economic capability, and they're going to be you know, spending more. But is that really what we ought to be thinking about? Yeah. I mean, it's not, not a bad thing to give prepare for Christmas, but I think people probably lose out in that reflection part I, you were I, discussing. I, you know, what is, what is Christmas all about? This is what you're going to ask somebody. Season of giving, family, friends, um, but to to a certain extent, we've kind of forgotten about the Christ that's in Christmas, right? So you know, the focus is I have a marketing degree. Uh, I know you know I like to focus people. Uh, you either need more, uh, better, or new. <laughs> you know, whatever you have, you need more of. Uh, if there's something that's an improved version, you need to throw away that old one, and all you have to do is look at iPhone lines to see that. Right. With people with perfectly fine phones who right. pitch them in the trash and wait two days in line to get a new one because <laughs> it's better or new. Yeah. You know, which means here's a product that's never existed before, but as a marketer, I'm going to convince you that you cannot live without it. And so here's, here's what we get assaulted with day and night. Um, by retailers, the media, online. Um, and so the focus kind of goes away from Jesus 
and focuses on, which are not bad things, you know, but giving, enjoyment, uh, you know, pleasure, fellowship. Um, but you can get distracted by all those things and forget about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a few recent results. Uh, Friday, good, uh, not good Friday, Black Friday. Black Friday. Black Friday uh, I think we're in the $7 billion range that was spent. And Cyber Monday it was about eight and a half there projecting or, mm. or looking at that they haven't got hard numbers yet but and you also notice that Black Friday it's not one day anymore right <laughs> that's for sure it starts at least on Thanksgiving Thursday and usually goes through the weekend now it gets bumped then by Cyber Monday uh, and then like you mentioned almost as an afterthought Oh, now that we've gotten everything we want, maybe we should think about possibly, if there's anything left over, giving to somebody else. Um, That kind of flips as a Christian. I mean, you do, um, you know, God God has given you whatever you have um, to be a steward of. And, uh, you know, I've heard the analogy before. In fact, we just had some recent flights on our grandbaby tour I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when the steward or stewardess is uh, giving you the instructions and the little air mask falls down, what do they say to do? Put it on yourself Put first. yours on first, take care of yourself first, and then take it. And God would have us do this. I mean, he gives us what we have to take care of our needs. Mm-hmm. Not always our wants, not always our desires, but our needs... We should take care of ourselves so we have food and clothing and shelter and et cetera. But then, whatever we have, he's given us after that, um, goes to help others. Uh, you know, a percentage of it. You know, to, I, I'm pretty sure everybody's experienced this at some point. Uh, the, there's an actual joy in giving. There's no joy in being compelled to give. But when you give of your own volition, it, it can be very rewarding. And so, you know, to find those uh, bodies, groups, entities that um, could use some uh, financial assistance or, or time, you know, it's another thing we can spend. Mm-hmm. Uh, God's given us time also to go out and, uh, and be Jesus in our environment. Well, that's kind of what I wanted to, to focus on next. Um, and big, you know, no surprise to anybody who knows me, those extended Black Friday uh, marketing campaigns that come via email based upon, yes. you know, what what I've purchased in the past, I, I get them all, right? You right. know, every, right. every day. But I also, again, being a fan of the podcast medium uh, and, and the fact that uh, Lutheran Hour Ministries um, does such a fantastic job with their, their podcast uh, yes. program, um, you know, the Lutheran Hour, right? Yes. Uh, and their yes. daily devotions. I do get an email from Lutheran Hour Ministries every day, which is a devotional uh, yeah. where I can either listen to it or I can read it. Um, that's one aspect that a person could be doing, whether it's Advent or 365 exactly. days, yeah. to kind of alert themselves 
to keep God in, in their life. Can you talk about some things that maybe people should do uh, on a regular basis, uh, sure. Advent or otherwise? Yeah, to, to uh, I mean, I, I encourage people quite a bit to be in regular intentional prayer and to establish uh, a time, just a few minutes a day, it doesn't have to be much, but just a few minutes a day of intentional devotion. And, uh, uh, you know, I have a busy life, you have a busy life, everybody, I don't know, anybody that's not busy. And uh, if you just say, you know, you wake up in the morning and you say, you know what, today I'm going to do a devotion sometime. Almost inevitably, by the time you go to bed that night, you go, oh, I, I forgot. Right. Or things didn't, uh, you know, uh, I was going to do my five minutes and I didn't do it. And you know what the reaction typically is? I failed. I can't do this. I'm not even going to try. Um, you know, there's days that we're not going to be able to do it. But the fact is, a good habit, a discipline is to do what, like what you've done. Have devotions, for instance, emailed to you, if you're on your email every day, mm-hmm. where you will run into it. And then <clears throat> when you run into it, stop for five minutes, take a deep breath, calm, meditate, read God's Word, read the devotion that accompanies it, if there is one, etc., uh, you can get these things from, you mentioned, uh, Lutheran Hour. Uh, you can get them from uh, LWML has a Advent Devotions. There's a youth uh, organization called Higher Things hmm. that will have things emailed to you, etc. That way when you bump into it, and t- you, you do, do stop mm-hmm. and take a moment. And, um, you know, as I've said before... Um, before I develop these kind of disciplines to help me be disciplined, I would say, you know, I'm going to do my five-minute devotion today. And then uh, that night I would go to bed thinking, oh, Lord, sorry, you know, I didn't get it done today. <laughs> but if I reflect back on my day, there were actually many opportunities <laughs> that that could have happened. So, you know, to, to do those things for yourself... Um, and it's not just devotion. Maybe you could put a, um, I have an app on my a clock, our alarm, etc. on my phone. You could set something up to ding at some point in the day, lunchtime or something, and say, that ding, that's, that's where I'm going to just pray for a couple minutes. Hmm. And you might set up even uh, intentional prayer. I'm going to pray for these People. Two, three, things. three things. These yeah. people and their needs, intercessory stuff. Um, I think it's kind of like a muscle mm-hmm. that you know. It's, you start to use it, and you're learning how, and, and then pretty soon it becomes stronger and stronger. The spirit really helps you maintain the discipline, and you soon find yourself um, doing it. I mean, you miss it. Yeah. When you don't do it, it becomes part of your life. And prayer can be really simple <clears throat> if you just think of the Lord's Prayer and what it means because exactly. you're, you're praising God above all uh, and thanking Him. You are 
thanking him for your food. Uh, you are asking him to yeah. keep you away from sin and evil. Um, you know, if you use that almost as a as a guideline to yeah. create your own prayer, uh, it's it's kind of for people who always say, "Well, I don't know what to say when I, I don't when know I what pray. to say." Well, go go to the Lord's prayer. He tells you kind of how to do it. There, are there <laughs> any number? Of, I'll tell you one thing that that I've seen and I've done myself. That's uh, is to use your hymnal. Mm. To use your hymnal as a uh, devotional resource and a prayer resource. Many, many, many of our hymns are prayers. Yes, sure prayers are. that acknowledge who God is, what he's done, who we are, uh, how he's helped us. You know, you can connect to maybe one or two hymns in particular. Yeah. Uh, you know, this month, say, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's Advent. I'm going to concentrate. In fact, our midweek services, our focus is, it's the theme is around uh, a pretty well-known hymn, What Child Is This? Mm. And so we're going to hear messages and, and, and have liturgy that is kind of wrapped by that hymnody. That's cool. So, so normally on Wednesdays, uh, we've been going through the Lutheran Confessions. That Bible study is going to be delayed, paused, until January, and and it will be resumed again. However, another thing that a person can do during Advent is come to fellowship in a Bible study, and far Mm -hmm. be it for me to be critical of God's Word, but talk about a character who gets short shrift um, in in the Bible is Joseph. (laughs) Uh, You know, here is the earthly father of, of our Savior, and there's like Two lines and yeah, in the yeah a, we know the story. We don't hear much about him, right? But what a remarkable, <clears throat> remarkable man! And we're gonna we're gonna explore right. that Bible study. Yeah, with this coming Sunday, and for those next four, the second, the ninth, the sixteenth, and the twenty-third, nine o'clock in the morning on Sundays, we're gonna have a um, a Bible study that has some uh, audiovisual components to it uh, that talks about the way it's entitled. Joseph, carpenter of steel. Hmm. And, uh, you know, if you can imagine, I mean, it's hard to, but, uh, you know, this, this technon, this, this craftsman, this carpenter that has uh, uh, been called by the Lord to have charge over God's own son. Yeah. Um, a challenge. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, put, put it in a modern context. I mean, as a, as I'm, I'm not quite middle-aged, maybe I'm getting close to middle age, but <laughs> I, I, I mean, as a man finding out that my betrothed-to-be yeah. wife is pregnant, not by me. And I know it's not me. Yeah, I know <laughs> it's not me. You know, how... how That's how, bad how, enough. When she yeah. says to you, I'm pregnant by the Lord. Lord. I mean, his reaction is, to be honest, his reaction is one quite of mercy because there were many options open for him, but he, as the Bible tells us, as the scripture says, he chose to divorce her quietly mm-hmm. until the Lord came and said, no. Yeah. You know, what she says is true. This is going to happen. You're going to have a son that you're going to be charged over, and his name is Jesus. So it's going to be a really interesting Bible study, be, and I, I, I hope, I hope some folks uh, 
show up. Pastor, it's been fantastic catching up with you uh, again for this particular episode. Would you mind leading us in prayer? Yes. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for all the material gifts you give us, the ones that allow us to go out and shop and provide for ourselves and others. We thank you mostly for the gift of yourself, and we look forward to celebrating that gift of your incarnation at our at Christmas. Um, I ask that you'd be with the people that are listening to this broadcast, this podcast, that they would be uh, uh, led to go to their worship sources and and uh, church and, and hear your story, the story of what you did intentionally, coming in the flesh, living a perfect life, taking our sin upon yourself, dying on the cross to pay for it, and then your resurrection and, and ascension. We ask that you would, uh, if people are looking for a place to worship, that they would come here. We would certainly welcome them to be here at our church here, church family. Uh, please protect us and see us through this season of anticipation until that Christmas morning. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So thanks again for joining us on the TLC Show, a production of Trinity Lutheran Norfolk. You can find us at trinitylutheranorfolk.org. We are also on Facebook at TLC Norfolk. This podcast, if you're listening to it perhaps at those other websites, you can find all our podcasts, uh, all the episodes so far at tlcnorfolk.podbean.com. Now, of course, we would love to see you here. We are located at 6001 Granby Street, again, in Norfolk, Virginia. Bible studies are at 9 a.m., worship at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings, and as mentioned, our Advent midweek worship is on Wednesday, December 5th, the 12th, and the 19th at 7 p.m. If you have a question or comment about the podcast, and or if you would like to have your question answered by Pastor Moraz, please send us a message to TLC at trinitylutheranorfolk.org. I'm your host, James Heft. God's peace to you all, and happy Advent. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.